welcome Hello. to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice. Missing her cue, there was Catherine Rubino. I wasn't missing it. <laughs> I, mm, I mean, I think it was correct. I I think it interrupted you, which is pretty much the point. Yeah. Yeah, so, I guess. You know, mission uh, accomplished. Uh, we're, we're along with, as always, Chris Williams. We're here from Above the Law, and we're going to talk about some of the big stories of last week, which in this instance, was a lot of them because there were, it seemed like last week was when everything happened, like all at once, and none of it was particularly good, you know? <laughs> well, you know, that's that's great. Hopefully people had good weekends regardless. That's the signal for the beginning of small talk, which is- That was revenge. That yeah. was revenge. Where it was. <laughs> that was the awkward part where we talk about uh, just anything. So what's up? Uh, nah, my I, Chris, did you have a good weekend? I had a really good weekend. I stayed in the house, did a lot of uh, sleeping. Um, it was really productive. Some of that productivity um, moved into today. I got help from a friend to throw a couch out from my living room mm. that may or may not have had fleas. Anyway. Oh. Um, well, that's not great. It is not that it was there, but it's great that it's gone. Sure, right. sure. It's all about perspective. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there will hopefully be less perspective with less living things in the house because those bastards would not die. Also got a new phone. Uh, it's my second phone. I have a work phone now because I was like, I'm at that uh, phase in adulthood where I should probably be separating my work persona and my persona persona. Mm. And I and the reason it happened, some some inside baseball, is because I was using my, my personal phone to do all the tweets and the what have you, use my Facebook, but also post things to ATL's Instagram, which everybody should be following. I saw a hilarious video. I needed to share it. I did share it. It was not legally related. I shared it to the legally related Instagram. Immediately deleted it. Hopefully nobody saw it. I can't have that happen again. (laughs) So I now have a Pixel 3a. Fair enough, fair enough. And Joe, I believe it was your birthday this weekend. It was, it was. That's How's true. getting older working out for you? <sighs> Super. Mm. Taking it one day at a time. <laughs> mm. So far, 29 doesn't feel any different. Oh. So. <laughs> that's, uh, that's great. You celebrate, though? Yeah, I, I did not do any sleeping. I partied like crazy, you know, that sort of thing. As usual, as one would. As per usual. Well, mm-hmm. that's good. That's great. Are we done with small talk now? I guess to? with that kind of scintillating response to you had a birthday weekend. You're like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> what about you? Did you did you do anything? I mean, I have weekend? a I have a personal phone to separate my business. <laughs> <laughs> is the theme here? Amazing, amazing. We can. Well, we do have a kind of a, a jam packed legal story week, so I guess we can. So we should probably we can. <laughs> you did that on purpose. Mm-hmm call off small talk there a little bit early. Uh, Yeah, so there's a lot going on. Uh, I don't even know where anybody wants to start with this bonkers week that was. Dealer's choice, my friend. Chris, why don't you tell us uh, what's going on with Marjorie Taylor Greene? She had a a, a bit of a hearing the other day. Yes, I'm glad this is one of those those things I was added to the Constitution. Uh, The 14th (laughs) is a bit late, but there's a provision that's basically like, hey... If you do things that are like treason-esque, you probably shouldn't be in office anymore. And looking at the history of things that Green has done and that have been like highly circulated on Twitter and the YouTubes that you can go see, she probably did some 
treason adjacent things. Uh, so there's a trial going on trying to prevent her name from being on the ballot because clearly the things she's done have been good for people voting for her. It looks like the only solution would be for her name to not be on the bill. So that's been going on. Yeah, I mean, the 14th Amendment might be a little late to put that in, but it was the most relevant time since they had just, you know, had a bunch of treason going on. You know? Fair, fair. What with the Civil War and all. <laughs> so far from the the bits of this hearing that I managed to watch, it, it was it was some truly incredible stuff. Uh, the The judge seemed very unhappy to be there. Um, she, I mean, uh, I think that that's the right reaction. She had some responses that were uh, ultimately required some intervention from the judge uh, responding to questions. Did you send X tweet with, well, and beginning a long story that uh, is not the answer. Yeah, that is not the answer, yes or no. So with that, uh, yeah, so she, she did that. She had to be informed, well, did you? Did you do all this? And, you know, and like the cagey, the cagey answers that like everyone assumes are lawyer answers, but in many ways are what lawyers tell people not to do because it makes you look look like garbage on on a videotaped hearing Uh, answers like, well, according to this news report, I said those things. It's like, well, come on. Uh, Did you or did you not like that? That that kind of caginess. It's not like a memo that you, an email that you wrote from nine years ago. This is, this is something that you said publicly and repeated a lot a year ago. And also this, this is, goes to the point that Marjorie is not an attorney, Mm. (laughs) right? And, and I think that at best she has watched a couple of episodes of some, you know, legal procedurals, not even the good ones, you know, (laughs) like the crappy ones and, and, and that appears to be how she's getting most of her tips and tricks of how to deal with an actual trial. It gave a lot of, uh, it depends on what is, is. Yeah, Um, real is, is energy, right? Right, and if, I mean, we're literally still talking about that terrible answer, you know, (laughs) three decades later. So maybe, maybe that wasn't the play. It's just not the play. Well, that would be a thing you would want to remember, but considering how often she forgot on the stand, I wouldn't be surprised. This is how the things played out. I think at one point, I would I would not have been surprised if they asked her her name and she was like, I don't know. I've been called Susan on occasion. Like, <laughs> now, see, how did you how did you miss that? She's been called Karen on occasion oh, is the actual answer. Yeah, that, to that. that was a that. Yeah, that was a missed I, opportunity. I guess I didn't care to make it penalties. Ooh, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new one. Just to be clear, just to be clear, that was not a sound effect. That was the ghost of somebody relevant. <laughs> they just wanted no, to share I, their thoughts. I've been adding some sound effects. I feel like it was time. You to proud get of a yourself? There? Yeah, I am. Oh, good. Yeah. That one. Good. I, I will say something that is that might not have been said often enough on the uh, podcast. Joe Patrice, that was good. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm going to use this to transition to another quasi story that's going on that we didn't even uh, plan on. But your conversations about how Margie Taylor Greene is not an, an attorney, and that's why some of these mistakes happen. Someone else who is an attorney is Johnny Depp, who seems to have figured out how hearsay goes better than most second year <laughs> law students. Uh, for anyone who's not following that story, uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are in a lawsuit and on the stand there were some questions and uh johnny was uh 
aware enough to wait for the hearsay objection. He was like, I'm pretty sure that's hearsay. Uh, yeah, they, it, it, it seems like he's, yes. uh, he's uh, learning. Johnny Depp, better attorney than Marjorie Taylor Greene. I had that on my 2022 bingo card. So winner. There's like a, a Pirates of the Caribbean savvy joke here. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah. That needs to be made. Maybe he got like consultation from Davy Jones or something. I was going to make uh, Davy Jones was, Day. No, I was going to say that a lot of people think that he's oh. learning on the fly, but I think he's always understood this from Jump Street. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. See? You See, there suck. You go. No. <laughs> that is not what that sound effect was. That is not have a place for that sound effect. Damn it. See, this is why this is why you don't feed the Joe. You feed the Joe one little compliment. Hey, you know what else is going on? What else is going on? Oh. oh, phone. Oh, you should get yep. that, Joe. Pick yeah, it up. well, Pick we up don't have phone. time to get that right now, but that's why we work with Posh, uh, whose virtual receptionist can handle that for us and allow us to keep keep on the work that we're doing. So let's hear from them. As a lawyer, ever wish you could be in two places at once? You could take a call when you're in court, capture a lead during a meeting. That's where Posh comes in. We're live virtual receptionists who answer and transfer your calls so you never miss an opportunity. And the Posh app lets you control when your receptionist steps in. So if you can't answer, Posh can. And if you've got it, Posh is just a tap away. With Posh, you can save as much as 40% off your current service provider's rates. Start your free trial today at posh.com. All right. So, hey, there's uh, there's no mask mandate anymore. That's yes. a thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there was a opinion handed down from Catherine Mizell, who you all may remember as the Jones Loyalty Day. qualified. That Jones Day associate who managed to get a federal, uh, a seat on the federal bench after Trump had already lost his election, uh, but before Biden had taken over, she got she managed to get herself confirmed, even though she's only a year removed from being a clerk herself. She decided to issue a nationwide injunction uh, removing the mask mandate, uh, which, well, what, what, what do you want to say? Here, here? Here's the thing. Yeah, it's not about the mask mandate per se. There's a good argument that says that the Biden administration probably should have rescinded the mask mandate prior to the decision. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get in the weeds about whether or not people should be wearing masks on a plane. Let's just put a pin in that question. Sure. But let's just put a pin in that question because the actual problem, I think, is the quality or lack thereof of that opinion. Because she, I mean, by looking at that decision, I would say she was probably not a great clerk. Yeah, well, I mean, Thomas. I mean, that's her own, that's her I mean only Thomas, experience. it's not like it's not like you have to actually be all that good. Uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We're making up something about Blackstone's commentaries. Anyway, but no, it, it it is a problematic decision. And it also puts the administration in a bad position where they have to appeal it to fight it because of the reasoning of it, even though I think most people do think that the mandate had outlived its usefulness at this point. But now, because of the way in which she struck it down, they're in this position. Oh, well, do you want to go into some of the details about yeah. sort of this terrible reasoning that's involved? Do I ever? So <laughs> the statute actually says, so for the purposes of carrying out and enforcing such regulations, that the Centers for Disease Control can provide for such inspection, fumigation, disinfection, sanitation, pest extermination, destruction of animals or articles found to be infected or contaminated as to be sources of dangerous infection to human beings and any other messenger, uh, any other measures 
as in his judgment may be necessary. That's what the statute provides. Whether or not the mask mandate was still a good idea or not is something that's within the CDC's discretion. Courts can't really get rid of that. That said, she did. And because she inserted courts into the discussion, she had to find an angle for that. And the only angle is to basically say that the CDC doesn't have the power ever to have done this. And that's what puts the administration in a bad spot, because even if they would be willing to let the mask mandate go, they now have to keep it so that it's not moot uh, when they have to challenge this because it's really problematic if the CDC is not legally allowed to have public health measures. Uh, Her reasoning for this was that the word sanitation, which she determined was the only word that could have justified a mask mandate, put aside the word and other measures. That seems like a pretty big thing to put a pin in. It is. I I mean, there's questions with whether or not you count things like that. But to be like, you don't want a situation where like broad power is just completely broad. It has to be somewhat related. But it seems like this would be somewhat related to sanitation. But also sanitation seems to cover masks that prevent infections. However, she argued that because other words like disinfection are in there, it can't possibly mean that. And according to a, some 1943 dictionary she found, sanitation can mean to keep things clean, but it could also only mean to clean things up after they've already been made a mess of. And her reasoning is that that's what people at the time must have thought it meant. And so the CDC is not allowed to have any regulations to prevent the spread of a disease, but only to go around cleaning up diseases after they've been spread. I mean, that's terrible. Well, it would make pretty much no sense, right? Especially for a especially for a law that was put into place to allow the federal government to fight TB. Uh, It seems as though a pretty, pretty clear historical reasoning behind it is for them to pull people aside and have sanitary conditions and put people in masks, etc. And I mean, I think we all we all like, you know, we obviously are living through, have lived through a pandemic at this point. But and as bad as, you know, COVID is, imagine a disease that has a higher death rate, something like Ebola, right? Mm-hmm. If the CDC can't do things to prevent the spread of Ebola, query why we have a CDC. Yeah. And 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 this reasoning, as shoddy as it is, now sits out there. And so they have to appeal it and they can't they can't remove their position about on the masks or else that it would be moot. And so now we're stuck in this world where they're going to keep saying that we need to have masks. Obviously it's not in effect at this point because of the appeal, but they're going to have to fight and win an argument that the mask mandate has to come back and then turn around and get rid of it. It's just, it's a farce that only is happening because courts have decided that they're going to be the ones to make laws. Which historically was the opposite of what, conservatives are for well yeah. also specifically that the republicans used to say yeah. right there there was a time when they said that the opposite should be true that judges should not make laws and the slow sort of being frogs and boiling water changes in the conservative position on what the judiciary can and cannot do is is now fully complete now who's outing themselves as someone who's getting older There was a time when they believed that. Or just somebody who's aware of history. Either (laughs) way, you know. You can both be old. My takeaway (laughs) from this, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the the young one talking here is I love that the way this is going to play out is while this is happening and 
you don't have to wear a mask. The COVID numbers are going to go up. Mm-hmm. And then right-wing folks are going to be like, see, the vaccines aren't working. So if you get the masks, people complain about liberty interests not being right, recognized. And if there's a suspension in mask use, when the effects happen, like I think it was American or Delta, it was some Amer- it was some airline, like immediately after this happened, they noticed the numbers of stewardesses, what have you, they got infections. We're like, well, you should have seen this coming, but now it's going to be a fault of the a fault of the trying to help people not die. Yeah, it's not uh, it, so so not great. Uh, a really problematic for those of us who are statutory construction nerds. It was a lot of fun uh, just to read how how badly that can go. Uh, it was textualism ad absurdum. Uh, I think is how I put it. Just like the the idea that well, we're going to say sanitation. I mean, she said her 1943-ish or whatever year dictionary had both definitions, and then she just concluded. But obviously, since there are two different definitions, these contradict. They don't. Uh, and so we have to choose one for no reason. And she just chose the one that happened to not include. That's a, no, it, it supported her results. To not include the mask mandate. But, but this brings us all, ba- all the way back to the and other measures thing, which even if you don't want to believe mm-hmm. it's broad based and can do everything, if there's at least two definitions of this word, you would think at least the the alternative one would fit under that, but now it doesn't even get there. Like, just really problematic. And this is, you know, given that this is somebody who is an associate, we're looking at somebody who could easily still be issuing opinions in like 2080. Oh, I want you to to recognize that that's a thing that could easily happen here. I mean, Joe, let's be realistic. It's not like we're in a climate where people obsess over the skill of recently appointed judges or anything like imagine if i mean this would be a problem for anybody you know anybody can just interpret however they want without any consequences especially on like a public scale well you know and it's interesting about uh about skill uh this transitions well to Catherine. there's uh, there is a supreme court justice whose whose credentials are beyond reproach and yeah. she seems to be a little tired little, of her colleagues testy uh, elena kagan who let's also remember uh famously scalia supported her appointment to the bench even though their politics are very much or were because he's dead uh in opposition because he's like if you're going to give me a liberal at least give me a smart liberal right and and that was that was the position on elena kagan but she has had it <laughs> she is in the, uh the recent uh brown v davenport mm. decision which is a habeas case the majority went on a long explanation of history and as she said neither the parties to this small and legally mundane case thought it suitable to a suitable occasion to hear from a blackstone onward theory of habeas practice yet the majority unprompted embarks on that project perhaps hoping that the seeds it sows now will yield more succulent fruit in cases to come she's she's over it Hashtag over it. Uh, And the uh, the notable part is that Kagan historically has been the the liberal or the, you know, the democratically appointed justice to go out of her way to kind of reach across the aisle and try to get her conservative uh, colleagues on board with a lot of cases, you know, and she's she's over it. She's calling them out. She's saying this is bullshit. I'm done. Well, I, I'll, I'll push back on that. I'm not sure she's calling them out as much as she's calling Neil Gorsuch out. I, okay. I, feel, I, I feel as though there are, we also had just had the 
shadow docket opinion where she mm-hmm. managed to get Roberts on sure, board. I, I do think that she, uh, she's, she might be a, a Roberts whisperer, you know, yeah. where, and, and we wrote about that at the time too, that the, the language that she chose to use in that shadow docket case, she didn't use the term shadow docket, for example, for instance, yeah. which, you know, John Roberts has, has some th- thoughts about. So I do think she may be a bit of a Roberts whisperer, but again, I think that Roberts is, is certainly the center of the court at this point. Point, which is, you know, horrifying, but certainly the far right of the court, you know, she I think she's lost her patience with a lot of them, especially Gorsuch, who, who comes across as though he's he's a weird true believer, like he believes the crazy stuff hook, line and sinker, which, you know, sometimes works to our benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why he's the one who crossed over the aisle. It was like, yeah, you can't discriminate against LGBTQ people because, I mean, just says on the basis of sex here. Uh, Mm -hmm. So sometimes that works. Uh, He also wrote a pretty good, at least rhetorically uh, useful opinion about the problems with the way in which the U.S. relationship with Puerto Rico is structured. Mm -hmm. He's had some good opinions in the past on indigenous rights uh, from his days out in Colorado. Like, He's kind of a loose cannon. I think the the way in which there's not a cohesive judicial philosophy there other than whatever the craziest thing in front of him is, is why Kagan has lost her patience because there's just no reasoning mm. with him. But it's, it's also not just Gorsuch, right? Not, not just because, he, you know, other people signed on to his opinion in that particular case. But, uh, you know, we record this a couple of days before it gets published, but there was, uh, you know, a hearing today in the... Uh, school prayer case and Kagan got into it with Kavanaugh. Right. right. And you know, I, I, again, it was a kind of a snippy exchange and not something I think you typically associate with Elena Kagan. And here we are again with her kind of taking that more pointed tone. Yeah. It, so the, but we'll probably have to talk about this more next week. Cause we'll then the, the argument will actually be done, but yes, sure. the, the school prayer case where they're trying to bring back school prayer, which they inevitably will because they have enough votes to do that. There was a exchange where Kavanaugh tried to write it off as, well, of course, we should allow teachers to force their students to pray. It's no different than if somebody showed up on Ash Wednesday with uh, ashes on their forehead. And Kay gives like, but that doesn't require people to participate, <laughs> which is somewhat of the problem. Uh, but, yeah, we'll we'll deal with that a little bit later uh, on. Also, while we're while we're talking Supreme Court stuff, I guess I'll throw in the uh, Supreme Court seems to be going for Miranda rights. You mm. may remember those from every cop show you've ever watched. Even the good procedurals. Yeah, it, it, and uh, you have the right to remain silent, but not not so much anymore. Uh, the Supreme Court seems to be very eager to attack this, uh, and the Biden Justice Department is ready and willing to help the Supreme Court strike it down. Uh, they wrote an amicus brief in which they took the position that Miranda should be treated as an evidence exclusionary rule, as in, well, yeah, you got a coerced confession without giving, you know, Miranda warnings. You can hash that out, and uh, if they get acquitted anyway, no harm, no foul. Uh, This is how they handle search and seizure stuff. Obviously, there's never been a case where cops have illegally seized anything, and that's resulted in a conviction. Uh, Thank God. yeah, because that does happen because the way it works when you have an evidence exclusion rule is they balance stuff and they end up saying, yeah, they, they did this illegally, but we're still going to allow this conviction to work. The issue is the Miranda rights are supposed to be self-executing by the Constitution. You cannot testify against yourself. And if a 
coerced confession is being brought into the case, you are testifying against yourself against your will. And that is why it is a no-no that is not subject to balancing. It is it is itself the problem, uh, which is what the what the briefs for the uh, person bringing the case say. I know. Dean is that Chen how they taught it in school? That. Was there some old guy that called it a no-no and you <laughs> I, I mean, judiciously it, it, wrote it down in your notes? I, I can't even remember uh, how that was handled. I actually don't even know as though that was handled in law school because, again, this is something that you know from having watched law and order at any point in your life uh and like even the shows that are trying to be very very lenient to law enforcement are very quick to say yeah you have to give these these warnings because that is how the constitution works instead we're going to get some opinion that says something like well if it was important then the word miranda would have been in the constitution (laughs) whatever uh but something like that is going to be that i mean that's what how myzel would probably write this opinion uh and thomas (laughs) might too uh so that's where we are we have a democratic administration helping the conservatives take down miranda which I'm sure that's going to turn out great. Uh, so there we are. I mean, uh, there's something else? about reaching across the aisle that's important. Right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> so what else, What other horrible things happened last week? Uh, I guess I, I will, would be remiss without mentioning our top story of the week, which is that Alex Jones continues to make news. He, uh, the right-wing podcaster who called the Sandy Hook shooting um, a hoax, and that all the parents who lost children there and and other family members were all crisis actors. His fans then threatened and attacked those people for years, leading one of them to go into hiding. Ultimately, of course, it was real. And because of that, they sued him for uh, defamation. And that those cases are, yeah. Well, there's okay. a default judgment in that case, right? So so he did face uh, ultimately what what's called death penalty discovery sanctions in that he refused to comply with discovery so much that uh, they just entered that. So now all that's up for grabs is what size check he's going to write. There's also a lawsuit happening in there's one in Connecticut and one in Texas. This week, what he did was he filed a or last week, uh, what he did was kind of collaterally attack the situation by going to bankruptcy court uh, and filing in bankruptcy court saying that the entities they're going after are all bankrupt. So we just want them to, you know, they have to accept 150 grand and be done with it, uh, which is a settlement offer that they've already rejected. The reason they're in bankruptcy court, of course, is that it has come out that there's a series of holding companies and related entities and millions of dollars have been transferred from some of these companies to other ones that are being held by insiders, whether it's him or some family member of his. And this money has been depleted from the folks that are being sued the entities that are being sued to these other ones, and now they're claiming bankruptcy. There are laws against fraudulent transfers in bankruptcy. The bankruptcy code covers that. I assume we're going to see that litigated out because you can't avoid uh, your creditors by transferring things fraudulently. Well, look at look at the bright side here. Bankruptcy law professors are going to have some great hypotheticals that they yeah. can build off of for many years of exams. That, that's actually an excellent point. You know, I think won't somebody please think of illegal academics? Yeah, well, and that's a transition, uh, an unfortunate transition, but uh, one final transition we should make as far as things that happened last week, not as bad in this instance, is that uh, Charlie Adelson has been arrested. He was the 
brother of Wendy Adelson, a former adjunct at Florida State, who was married to Dan Markell, who was murdered by hitmen several years ago. It was never, while the hitmen are in, in, you know, in prison and the person who is the alleged go-between between the hitmen and whoever hired the hitmen is facing trial uh, beginning next week, I believe. Adelson's always been considered the suspect, but nothing has happened in all these years. He was arrested last week because the prosecutors feel they now have the evidence they need, which mm-hmm. is they technology has advanced to the point where they can audio enhance some conversations that they had you know, recorded over the years, and they feel that's enough to roll with. So that's happening. This is a long a story we've been on top of for a while because it was a you know a real shocking event when yeah. it happened and tragic and we're yeah just awful but. trying to keep up with that. So that brings us to what did anything else happen last week? I I think I got everything. I don't know. That's a it lot was, in a week. Like it was, seven, I'm sure there was more days? too. <laughs> it was brutal. And like our, seven our, of the Queen's days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It 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 was real rough. Uh, on those of us who were writing about all this stuff. And we didn't even get into, I, I think some stuff happened with law firms along the way, and we didn't even get into all that. That is correct. We're, yeah. Jesus. We're, listen. Yeah, it was, it was uh, rough. But, it was you know, week. it's a new week now. We're, we're, Are you okay? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Get a, get a good woosah in. You know, this, yeah. it, was, it was in the past. Everything will be better now. We can we can actually trust our democracy and all those things. Ah, I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, but, LOL. You know. <laughs> you said trust our democracy? <laughs> yeah. So anyway. That was a classic. Yeah, that nice. was a I thought classic. you were going to go with the clown sound. Oh, really? Uh, you like that one better? Well, I mean, trust our democracy? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. All right, yeah. Join us next week, maybe. Well, we'll be it, there. Will be a show next week. You may not have me uh, because I am doing the next week. I am technically obligated to do the the our, our important most important civic duty. I will be <laughs> on jury duty. One assumes that they will find out that I make off color jokes about lawyers for a living and not be on a jury. But who knows? So I'll have to be there. And, but then, uh, yeah. And then the week after that, I will definitely be gone because I'm at a conference. So this is this could be the Catherine Chris show for a while now. One can only hope. I, I, I really need to get, make sure that you have access to all the sound effects. And so that I can, so can deliberately not use them? Yeah, yeah. Well, right. I mean, obviously. <laughs> my my go-to is I can't wait until somebody says, tries to get me on to do jury duty because I'm just going to tell them that, what is it? I think it's the ninth is the, the amendment that, says that all the people have the rights they had prior to the formation of the union. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be yeah, like... Prior to the formation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or something like that. I'm going to be like, yeah, <laughs> one of those things is the right to nullify. Oh, sure. I mean, that's not even a... Yeah, that, that's not even a thing you necessarily need to do. You always technically have that. Um, no, but like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to be like, oh the, yeah. oh, the trial is on the 9th? All right, I'm going to be out front of the court on the 8th. <laughs> You're like, hey, everybody. Which is illegal, by the way. Don't do that. Don't, yeah. don't tell people they can nullify in the middle of a trial. You can get locked up. That's not legal advice. So anyway, so there's that. So thanks, uh, everybody, for listening. You should be subscribed to the show so you get new episodes when they come down. You should give reviews, give stars, write something. It always helps make sure more people know that our show is out there as a legal show. You should be following us on social media. I'm at Joseph Patrice. She's at Catherine One. Chris is at Rights for Rent. We are, those are our Twitter Twitters, we, which Twitter may not exist after today. I, I don't know. Elon Musk apparently is buying it. Elon so was last week. That It was that, a heavy week. Yeah, no, no, no. Now, but now, today they're, they're, now they're apparently going to go through with it, according to what yeah. just came across. So 
Here we go. So anyway, Twitter was fun, wasn't Twitter it? Twitter was fun. Minute? Anyway, we have an we have an Instagram account. Apparently, Chris tells me. <laughs> so there's that now. So what else? Uh, check out the Jabot, a show that she hosts. I'm a panelist on uh, the Legal Tech Week Journalist Roundtable every Friday. You should be reading Above the Law so that you see all these stories and more before we end up having to talk about them here. You should be... You should be good people. Be yeah, excellent be to each other. Peace yeah. out. Uh, no, and thanks to Posh. And yeah, I think that's it. All right. Bye. bye. See you next week. Bye.